Welcome back to More Than Numbers Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. I am your co-host, Keanu Trujillo. And I am your other co-host, Lamar Bratton. Last episode, we got to be together out here in Charlotte, but now we're uh, on the opposite ends of the country again. But it's all right, bringing the same energy. We're excited to talk about Always. a topic today that is about how to really think about those that win when you win. I guess maybe the title will be, Who Wins When You Win? Maybe that'll be the title. But connecting yourself to others and how to pull it through. And I want to use a story today. We're recording this on 9-11. So I want to use a story from my time in the military that really makes me think about this and how true it is. But also, if you're starting a business, you will fail yourself uh, more often than you'll fail others, right? It's kind of like Lamar Mm. when we used to go to the gym back in Albuquerque together when we were still there. And you'd want to go crazy early, like 4.30 a.m. It's the right way to do the gym, like go in the morning, get there early. I am a morning person, bro, and you know this, but your 4 a.m.s were, (laughs) bro, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have went. (laughs) I would have went to the gym, but it might have been a couple hours later. Wait, wait, wait. So how good did you feel, though? How good did you feel going at that early in the gym? Like after, after after you went? Well, I mean, you know, of course I felt great, but I think I felt even better just knowing that I, you know, kept the promise to myself and to you. Right. And, and that feeling that 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 brings. Well, it actually was 5 a.m. You just had to wake up at about like 4, 430. That's so. true. That's true. And you'd make me drive all the way to the east side. Anyways, we're not going to talk about that today. We don't want to talk about <laughs> Albuquerque geography. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I have a story in the military that I'm going to share. Lamar, are there any stories that come to mind for you? Um, I'm attaching your why uh, to service for others or, you know, people you care about. Man, that's a great question. I can't think of anything on the top of my head right now, but you tell yours and maybe I'll think of something. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Maybe I'll uh, get your get your mind going. Just to introduce ourselves for those that haven't listened before, Lamar's a type one on the Enneagram, the perfectionist or the improver. I'm a type eight on the Enneagram, the challenger or the protector, uh, just so you all that are joining us for the first time, just so you know. Um, But one story that came to mind for me, Lamar, was when I was in the military, I got an opportunity to go to this specialty school called Air Assault. Mm. And it's labeled as the 10 toughest days in the army. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, yeah, it was tough, but I wouldn't compare it to things like, you know, ranger school and some other crazy stuff that you can do in the military. But um, when we went, I went alone, but there were um, some other soldiers that went from New Mexico. We went down to Fort Bliss in El Paso to do this training. And I linked up with them right away because they kind of put us all near each other in our, in our barracks or in our dorms. And what we thought from the beginning was, hey, we're all going to make it through 100%. So there were eight of us that went to this training from New Mexico, all from different units, different backgrounds, different uh, body types, right? Different physical fitness. But we told ourselves going in that we were all going to make it through. And honestly, as tough as that, that training was, um, it was made more simple with the fact that I, I didn't want to let them down. And I know they didn't want to let me down, uh, no yeah. matter how hard it got. And looking back on that, I think about my business now and coming into starting my business, I didn't think about what I was going to gain. I thought about those that mm-hmm. win when I win. So, you know, my family working regular jobs, paycheck to paycheck, you know, trying to support one another. I think about them. 
And I had a conversation, Lamar, I think I told you about the conversation I had with my nephew and niece. I was uh, just starting my business probably a week or two in and my sister FaceTimed me and my niece and my nephew, they were on the FaceTime as well. And they were, they're always talking about what they want to do. And it's funny because every time they saw what I was doing, they wanted to do that. So when I was a police officer, they wanted to be police. Yeah. When I was in the military, they wanted to be in the military. So it always yeah. kind of copied, you know, what I was doing. I'm hoping that, you know, they'll want to be entrepreneurs and business owners, but I asked yeah. them what they, what they wanted to do. They froze for a moment. And I think they were wondering like, well, what, what do I want to do? And I told them, I said, well, if uncle, you know, when uncle's business gets off the ground and, <laughs> and, you know, things are going well there, would you want to come and work with me and maybe start your own business? And I saw them yeah. light up in a way that I've never seen them before. Wow. And promised them, you know, hey, when you all are 18, that would be seven, eight years from now when they're both 18, yeah. um, you know, hey, you'll have that opportunity. And I said that on purpose because I didn't want to let them down. Now right. I, I have to live up to that, right? It's not about me. It's not about my feelings or my motivation. Um, mm. It's about my motive. And my yeah. motive is to provide for them long term. And of course, that's not the only motive. But I realized, right. relating that back to that military training, that if it's just about you and your gain, it's too easy to give up. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I finally thought of the story that I was uh, that popped in my head. And I wouldn't say it's a personal story. But it was just two things that I, that I heard from two different people, very influential people. One, <clears throat> was my old uh, head football coach at, at UNM was uh, Bob Davey. And uh, he used to coach uh, Notre Dame back in the, back in the good old days. And he was coaching Texas A&M when they had the unstoppable defense, uh, the brick wall. Uh, but anyways, when he first came in, he really changed our culture around significantly. And one of the quotes that he would say all the time was, if we win, there's enough in it for all of us. Wow. Right. That's great. And, and that reminded me a lot of what you said about, you know, your experience in the military. It's like, Hey, we just all need to get through this. Right. We all, if we all crush this together, if we all win, there's enough in it for all of us. Right. Not one of us needs to stand out. Not one of us needs to get all the glory, but if we win, we're all, there's enough of the plunder, if you will, for everyone to get their fill. So that's good. <laughs> I think um, that's a great example. Yeah. The other, the other example, as far as like how much harder you work for someone else, uh, there was a financial representative uh, with a firm that I'm affiliated with. He was giving a talk and uh, he had everybody do this exercise. And he said, he said, if someone came up to you and slapped you in the face with all their strength for no reason on a scale of one to 10, 10 meaning the most mad that you can be, how mad would you be? Most people were like eight, nine, 10, right? They'd be, they'd be pretty pissed. I'd be a right, right. The nines in the rooms were probably like seven eights. <laughs> um, right. So um, anyways, and then he said, all right, now think about the person that you like deeply care about the most. Your, could it be your spouse, your children, your best friend, your mother, your dad, whoever. If, if someone walks up to them and for absolutely no reason Look, Keanu's already shaking his head. I don't even need to finish. Yeah, fired up over here. <laughs> and slaps them in the face with all their strength. Now on a scale of one to 10, how mad would you be? And everyone's number was higher. And those who had said 10, it was like 20. an 11, 15, 300. You know what I mean? And that just goes to show that when you put your heart out for someone else, how much further along you just, it, it could take you. So I love this topic. It's going to be great to dive into. 
That's so why are we are really great examples. So how are we going to figure out how each Enneagram type can be others focused? Well, I'm excited about this topic because this is kind of a, a, an overall transformational topic, right? And mm. one thing that I've, I've realized in, in studying and being certified in coaching with the Enneagram is that each type, their best self is others focused, right? Their most Ooh. healthy self is others focused. Taking myself, for example, the type eight in health, taking on characteristics of the healthy type two, meaning yeah. I want to do, I want to take all of this drive and make a way for you. I want to support you and your passion and your ambitions and things like that. But right. I realized walking through all of the types that this is a topic that we can cover all, all at once in a way, because your most healthy self, and this goes back to biblical transformation, we are okay. servants, right? We are first servants. Right. The last will be first. The first will be last. Exactly. So it excites me because we see uh, how biblically that's correct and how we're called to be servants, not to be served. And yep. yet our best self, our most healthy and confident and competent self, we are servants of others. So, yep. you know, each type, we, we may get into specific examples for each type, but uh, this is all encompassing for all of us. So yeah, when we Mark keep our focus on others, not only one, is it energizing to support others? My mom right. always told me when I was young, she may be a type two. My mom would always tell me it's better to give than to get. Well, when I was a selfish yeah. child, I didn't want to give. Uh, I just wanted to get. So we're yeah. out buying all these Christmas <laughs> gifts. And my mom's the type of person that would buy a Christmas gift for everybody. I mean, third cousins, cousins, <laughs> sisters, husband, right? And I would think I would be thinking. What Enneagram type at, is your what Enneagram type is your mom? I think she's a type two. Type two or a type six. Gotcha. She keeps saying she's gonna take the assessment. So eventually she will while we're on that topic. That's if interesting. you want to take the assessment, email me info at truestrategy.info or I'll put the assessment in the show notes. But yeah, she would want to do that. And I remember thinking, I think maybe this was my entrepreneurial mind as a child. I'd be looking at the cart and I'm like, man, that that one cost this much, that one cost this much. How, how many gifts could I get if we didn't buy gifts for all these other people? And, uh, but she instilled that in me at a young age. So, you know, it's something that's within all of our hearts that when we serve, um, yeah. when we give to others, we're much more energized. And in the yeah. context of, of business, when you're others focused, when you focus on adding value to others, not lining your pockets, it's amazing how your pockets get lined, right? When you give, <laughs> um, you yeah. know, Scripture says, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you yep. sow generously, you reap generously. And, wow. you know, from, from that place, uh, what, what's great business advice? So when you're giving, I think even right now, the things that I'm doing that I'm giving out into the world and uh, speaking with leadership teams and helping people that can't, you know, necessarily afford a personal coach to at least understand their Enneagram type so they can study it on their own, right? God has returned that tenfold. And I didn't give with the expectation of a return because right. of course, when our motives aren't right, we don't get people love the scripture that says, ask and you shall receive. Right. Yeah. But yeah. if you go on to read that scripture, it says, asking you shall receive, but, and you ask, you, you won't receive if you don't ask with proper motives, right? right? You ask for your own gain, ask so that way you can be an impact, right? Ask so that way you can bring impact to others, not just to yourself. And yep. People can see through that as well, right, Lamar? When you're, you know, you're, you're working with someone and they can, people can sense when you're just out for your own gain. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Very easily and very quickly. And uh, it's, it's really tough, especially when you're starting the business, to um, remind yourself over and over again that, like, it's not about you. Um, because when you are early on in, you, in your business, um, it, it is hard to say, like, man, like, if I don't 
um, close this deal or if I don't help this person, then like that's going to really hurt me. Um, but as soon as you take your mind into that space, then that's when you're going to very easily and very quickly end up saying things that, that aren't exactly you being your unhealthy version of yourself. Uh, there's a book that I read um, and it's called The Go-Giver by uh, Bob Berg. And one of, the, one of the quotes that he says in there is that your income is dictated by how many people you help and how deeply you help them. Um, it's a little bit of a paraphrase. What that meant really to good. me was just the more people that you find to be abundant with and then deeply impact them, then that's what's going to dictate your income. Um, it's not about um, just making transactions and sounding the slickest and sounding the, the hardest and toughest. Um, it's just about finding people and seeing how you can help and how you can be a servant and just adding value in places that don't necessarily get you paid. You know, I constantly uh, help clients with you know, budgeting. I don't get, I don't get paid from them getting their budgets right. You know, I, I send them links to different white pages and informations on when they're ready to buy a house or how to get their, you know, credit right. And like, sometimes these people don't even become clients because they're not ready to work with me yet. But however, just adding that extra value, the crazy thing is, is that when someone likes you, they can't help but tell other people about you. Right. And I think that's the, the part that helps um, compounded. Well, kind of like this podcast, Lamar, right? We're taking time. We're putting this out there. Um, you, you all may have noticed that we're not running ads. Uh, we post through Anchor. So Anchor gives you the opportunity to run ads, but we don't want to do that. You know, it's, it's about impact. And we're taking this time to give freely uh, our information, our wisdom, our experience to help you. you ain't, you're not paying for this podcast, right? And yeah. so, you know, giving out there into the world, it, it always comes back. And, and really when you're this goes back into our last episode of when you're starting your business, if you're doing it and your motives are entirely for you, one, I would challenge you that, hey, maybe you're not in the right space. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of great opportunities. I had a great friend and mentor tell me one time, uh, every opportunity is a great opportunity. That doesn't mean it's a great opportunity for you. Mm. Right. So figuring out which opportunity is great for you and you'll know that when you are others focused with it. Right. When I, yeah. uh, I have been in positions before that were sales positions, so to speak, and I just didn't get a lot of energy from it because I couldn't yeah. get past myself. And maybe that was my spiritual maturity and maturity in right. general, but I couldn't get past my return. And, uh, you know, I learned um, something working with, with your company, Lamar, the only return that matters is the client's return, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. The only, the only interest that matters is the client's interest. But, there we go. Like that. I better. mean, that's a good, I mean, honestly, return, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Like, Hey, my rate of return on this client doesn't matter nearly as much as the rate of return that they need to meet their goals. Like that's how you might actually have something there, even though you, <laughs> you misquoted it. That yeah, makes a lot that. of sense. You, you can use that one for free. All right. Next one, I'll charge you. Uh, but, you know, I, I, going back to the story of, of Air Assault School, uh, the first day that you're there, they have you uh, do a six mile uh, road march with a pack, on, a pack on your back at about, I don't know, 40 to 50 pounds ish. It's a lot of stuff. And the weight of the bag doesn't change depending on the person. So you have someone like me that at the time was, you know, 240, six foot, fit and legit. And then we had, oh my gosh, here we group. go. Bro, at that time I was. No, I believe uh, it. I believe it. <laughs> moving How can on. Can you not? Uh, one of our one of our people that was uh, of our eight from New Mexico, she's a medic, and she is about. I mean, she's. If you listen to this, uh, Angie, then know that I, I may have guessed your height wrong, but she was maybe four 
four ten. I don't know, maybe <laughs> sub sub five foot for sure. Uh, maybe one hundred and twenty pounds in full. That's how you know somebody sure when you got to apologize for their yeah, height. Yeah, she, she was she was small but mighty. But she had to carry the same size pack that I had. And I wow. remember finishing our first road march, and it was a six miler. So pretty much jogged it. I had a couple of friends, and we told we told ourselves, yeah. "Hey, all eight of us, we're going to run this together." But you know, you have to find your own pace, right? You, yeah. We couldn't expect everyone to run it at the the leading pace, and so. After yeah. a couple of miles, uh, two or three of us separated from the pack and got ahead and we finished the six miler. And I remember crossing the finish line and going back to, you know, the cadre, the instructors and telling them, Hey, I want to go back and get my battle buddy. I want to go back and get her and help her finish. And wow. he said, Hey, air assault, if you go back and she doesn't make it, you don't make it either. So wow. he's like, Hey, if you go back there, like you're going to fail as well. And then I was like, all right, I'll do it. And he's like, no, go sit yourself down. Uh, he's had some more colorful language, right? Because he was a sergeant first class in the army. But he said, go sit yourself down and, you know, wait for her. If she makes it, she makes it. So I just waited there at the finish line. And she came across with, with enough time to spare. And we really yeah. carried each other all the way through that course. But on the last day, on graduation day, you have to do a 12-mile road march. Same oh equipment. Uh, we had to wake up at like 1.30 a.m. to go out to this road march to do this 12-miler. And wow. halfway through, uh, they gave us our wings, our air assault wings, and said, all right, now go earn them, right? We had to finish. And so that medic, uh, being as small and mighty as she was, uh, we really pushed ourselves to one motivate her like if she saw us pushing ourselves of course she's strong yeah. anyways but it, there's something about when you're motivating others how it fills your cup right, right. And, and and biblically it's like the woman with the jars of oil uh when she stopped pouring the oil stopped coming so in the same way wow. in your business she, she didn't run out of oil the oil didn't stop coming because it ran out it yeah. stopped coming when she stopped pouring out so in that same way, if you feel like you're drained, start pouring out and watch wow. how God pours back into you, right? Okay. So I was always the person, Lamar, I've always been a big guy, right? I've always been a big boy. And I was always yep. the person that in the military or in football or whatever it was, I would encourage others because it was the encouragement I needed. So right. if I'm running and we're, we're getting through a workout, I think you've seen this when we've worked out before, I'm dead tired. And yet yeah. I still have enough energy to encourage someone because I was trying to give it back to myself. And it's the same yeah. in business, right? So uh, Angie, she came across the finish line with seconds to spare. I mean, she sold out. Her knees collapsed. She collapsed at the finish line, but she gave it her wow. all. She earned her wings and all eight of us made it through. And Dang. I'm believing that if it wasn't for all eight of us making it, um, I think if one person would have dropped, then maybe a couple more would have. But the resolve of the group, right, the why that we had of supporting yeah. one another really pulled us through that training. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize that at the time, again, being, being younger, but now looking back on it, I realize the energy I have now for my business is because of those that will win when I win. So I have a sign right. in my office on a, on a, you know, a poster board that says who wins when you win, you know, it's not about you. Yeah. winning; It's about, it's about them. So wow. that's where that story really, uh, stuck with me and wanted to share here in the podcast. No, I love that. No, I love that, man. Like shout out to, to, to Angie at 410 doing things that I wouldn't be able to do. Maybe four, eight. At, at, oh, wow. Now, now he's really, see, we need to get Angie on this show so she can come defend herself and give, and give us the embarrassment and give us the stories about you. <laughs> oh yeah. I there. bet she could. She's a, I think she's a police officer in Albuquerque now. So again, she's very mighty. Don't, 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 yeah. don't, uh, don't sleep on her for a second. <laughs> um, so, um, some of these, some of these guys that are listening to the pod guys and gals that are listening to this podcast um, have teams that they're running 
how how would you recommend that they get their teams aligned? Because as much as I can be as the entrepreneur aligned, like I'm very others focused. What if I've got a team of 10, 20, 30 people, maybe small five, how do I get them aligned with that same type of mentality? Yeah, I think that goes to very intentional action. So you as the leader, right? You are a leader, leaders lead. Um, that was one yeah. thing I always told my leaders in ministry. Hey, leaders lead. You lead. Right. Let's not uh, let's not water down the word leader. Um, and so, what I would say first is, is if you're trying to shift your culture in that way, understand first culture is people. So it's not mm. the the things that you want to do or the things that you want to be. It's the people that you have. So start yeah. with your people. You can have all of these aspirational values, right? But if it's not who you are inherently, the people aren't going to follow suit. And what you'll do is you'll hire people that don't necessarily care about others as well. So you wow. have to check yourself first to say, am I others focused, right? Is it really yeah. about others for me? Because as a leader, your role is to take care of the employees in the way that you want them to take care of the client. And what a wow, lot of people do in good. business is they try to care for the client and forget the employee, right? Forget the, uh, forget <laughs> yeah. the people that are right in front of them. And it's about, right. you know, stewardship. So yeah. care for those there. I did a, a, a leadership session yesterday uh, with a team out in Denver and the uh, managing partner is a type two. So he's a helper and going through all of their types, I found out that uh, they had half of their leadership team were twos. The other half yeah. were threes with two wings. So yeah. he had inadvertently, uh, and this is a great thing because, you know, you know, this team, they're pretty strong in, in, in the system. Uh, yeah. He had created a team of people that thought and acted in the way that he did. Right now, that's yeah. helpful. Sometimes that can be hurtful if we're not uh, conscious of what we're creating. But it starts yeah. with you as a leader setting the example. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, that, that makes me think of um, uh, something that Jesus said in the book of John. Uh, he said, uh, from giving you a new command, uh, love each other just as I have loved you. Your love for one another will prove, um, will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Um, and, and what I take from that and applying that to what you just said is that if as the leader, right, if I one first love my staff, love my employees, treat them first, right? give their visions in mind, put them in front, then guess who they're going to trickle that down to one, each other. And then the most importantly, the clients. So right. if you're at the leader of the organization, you might not even be client facing. Um, but um, your, your love and your care and your others focused mentality uh, will easily spread very quickly. You know, for all of you that are entrepreneurs or business owners, if you're an entrepreneur or solopreneur, you're just getting started, this is a way to challenge yourself. How am I bringing impact into the world, right? Am I carrying yeah. out my plans or am I carrying out God's plans for me? Um, am I right. doing this to support others, especially in a time like right now? People need what you have. Or yeah. are you doing it because, hey, I want to get rich? Well, you know, there's no problem with money. That's not, that's not the thing. It's, it's, you know, money gives, is a tool for us to leverage to support others. If money's the end game, then you're always going to find yourself being, you know, not dissatisfied. You're going to find yourself yeah. dissatisfied and, and upset. So, you know, or you're a veteran and you're a business owner and maybe your culture has kind of gotten away from you. Maybe you want to be others focused, right? Like you said, Lamar, and it's kind of just shifted into this thing that you're not really sure. I, I don't know if I meant to create this. Well, culture right. is happening regardless, whether you're 
conscious of it and you're taking intentional action to create your culture or wow. it's just becoming something and it's evolving over time, but it's not something that, okay, well, you know, I really invested a lot into my team a couple of years ago and I thought that we've kind of been maintaining, well, if you're not climbing, you're going downhill. Yeah. So, you know, if that's something that you're, you're looking into, uh, you know, right. you can email me info at truestrategy.info. We can meet and we can talk about how to really work on that culture, you know, using the Enneagram in my coaching. But you can also begin to challenge yourself in this without contacting me. How can you challenge yeah. yourself in the culture you've intentionally or unintentionally created? The challenge that, um, that you're putting out there, Keanu, like it's very difficult. It's hard to do alone and it's hard to, to, to try to figure it out without having someone to bounce those ideas off of. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we're built for community. So you need to have people around you. Of course, you, you made me think about a book that I read uh, probably a month mm -hmm. before I jumped out and started my business, but it's called the infinite game by Simon mm -hmm. Sinek. So every business owner, this is one that I recommend 110%. One Simon Sinek. Yeah. Simon Sinek is goodness gracious. He's amazing. But, but the book Infinite Game, it talks about how most of us are treating our business like a finite game, not an infinite yeah. game. And a finite game, you know, you're a football player. A finite game can tell you a winner and a loser. Well, right. we're treating our businesses or our marriage or our, you know, parenting like a finite game. Am I winning or am I losing? Well, the truth right. is there's no winner, there's no loser. So he wow. uses an example in the book about Apple versus Microsoft. And Microsoft, okay. he went to conferences to speak for Microsoft and all they were focused on was beating Apple. All Apple <laughs> was focused on was changing the world. So wow. Microsoft is thinking with this finite game mindset, Apple's right. thinking infinite game mindset and you see the impact in that as well. So yeah. you as a business owner, ask yourself, am I playing a finite game with my business right. where we're winning or we're losing, right? Because you know, if you do it right, you won't actually get to see the fruits of your labor. Right. So for me, I anticipate that I will never see the true fulfillment of what true strategy will be. Why? Yeah. Because it's not for me and it's not for my lifetime. Yeah. It's for my kids and their kids and their kids and their kids and so on and so forth until Jesus calls all of us home, right? Yeah. It's for them. I anticipate I won't see it. So that way I don't get caught up in wins and losses today. I'm focused on the long-term play. And for you as a business owner, one, that begins to create more results in right. the direction that you want to go, but it also takes off some of that weight, right? Yes, we want to be mindful of the metrics to see how we're doing and how we're growing, but we right. can't be like Microsoft just trying to beat the guy next to us. I think of something that Paul said, I forget exactly where, but he says everyone needs to run uh, their own race yes, right, sir. with endurance, right? And so when we get into these competitive battles and like we're looking at the other, the other companies, the other businesses, now we're running the race against them and, and really we're just in this limited little box because all we can think past is how do I just get better than them when there's so much out there above and beyond what that top-notch competition is doing because they don't have all the answers. Right. No one in this world has all the answers, right? And so just like how we run this, run our own race with endurance towards God because if, if I were admiring you and your relationship with Christ, Keanu, and I was like, oh man, I just want to get like Yanu. Well, I'm so limited in my thought process because you've only gone so far when it's an right. infinite, when it's in, uh, when, when God is infinite. And so that's yeah, the that's same so way when we think about these businesses is when we're so focused on what the other man is doing and what they're, we're just kind of confined in this little box. Like, let's get rid of them. How do we make an impact better and better each day for the people that we serve? Right. 
Well, that, that Lamar, that's great because that takes me to the application of the Enneagram. The Enneagram teaches you how to be the best version of the healthiest version of yourself that God had created you to be, right? Instead yeah. of striving to be like everyone else or trying to gain the next thing, it teaches you who the healthiest you is. So I think right. about your transformation personally and within your business. Before we started working together, how many other advisors were you listening to and learning from? And that's mm-hmm. great. That's wisdom. But what happens there is we also try to be become like them, not knowing that, Hey, we see the world differently. So it's like, if I put on your shoes and I go to try and run, well, your shoes might be, you know, same size, but you know, if I put on shoes that are, Uh, I got bigger feet. What what size, what size shoe do you have? 13, 13. Okay. I got a 12. All right. Good example. Lamar (laughs) and I are very competitive. So clearly competition. Uh, But if I put on your shoes, I could probably run a mile but what about the third, fourth, fifth mile, right? Well, wow. first of all, I don't know if I could run five miles in general, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to put those on because, hey, I saw Lamar. He ran really great in these shoes. I'll put them on. And that's what we do with right. our personality. I'll put on what that person does or that person does. And we don't really get yep. the best out of ourselves trying yep. to become them. And so the Enneagram helps to expose what are your natural strengths to build yeah. your confidence, which then translates into connection, which then produces clients. You see what I did? There? Uh, that was really yeah. Good. <laughs> no, so, no, that's, he's, <laughs> you know what I did. <laughs> you, you see what I did? You know what I did. But like the, uh, you know, the, the thing with being, being uh, competitive, that's okay. I, I believe that, you know, as a Christian, we must be competitive because people are right. dying and going to hell every day. So we must yeah. be competitive in our pursuit of the mission of the gospel, right? Seeing people come to Christ. We're competitive by nature. Now, Lamar and I, when we get around each other, our wives get so annoyed with us because we are competitive <laughs> about everything. I mean, yeah. we, we threw one of our friends into the pool at our Airbnb a, a week ago, <laughs> and we literally, we recorded it. And Lamar literally said, I bet you I, I put more energy forth to throw him. And I'm like, no, you didn't. I did. I'm stronger, <laughs> which probably not true. Lamar's probably stronger than me. Okay. I said it on air. Uh, there we go. We watched the video back and Lamar was like, look, I got full extension when I threw him. You didn't. So I'm like, all right, bro, we're, we're competitive. First of all, about- let's take a step back because it's so crazy what I actually said and how your brain interprets it. Okay. Let's like, see what you said. That's just the difference between types because- I didn't mention anything when we threw him in there that I probably threw him the furthest or whatever. Now, when we did go back and watch the film, all I said was, dang, I got full extension out there, like arms, hands and all. Don't and say you didn't look at me with that side eye like all I, right. I did better. I probably did. I probably did. But but you, you know, in our interpreted it that way. I, that's true. It's in hindsight that I interpreted that way. Initially, I didn't. But when you said I got full extension and gave me that side eye, I knew, okay, that's another competition. I just gave, you know, but, I gave uh, my full effort. I really tried to launch him. You know, but it's not my fault that everyone else didn't. Well, what's funny about, you know, natural competition is that Lamar, I don't think I'm ever trying to be better than you. And I don't think you're ever trying right. to be better than me. You're trying to be your best self while I'm trying to be my best self. Exactly. And if my best self happens to beat you at Catan. Then I'm going to brag about it. Then I'm going to brag about it. I'm going to be excited about it, right? If I happen to, we have a, a checkers game right now going. Right. A checkers series that's still going, by the way. Lamar's up 3-2. Oh not going to lie. He had us 3-1. Lamar's up 3-1. He has us in the first half, but I'm going to come back. But, you know, anyways, back to the whole point of all of this is like work to to become uh, the best version of yourself, not trying to be like the person next to you. And in that, back to the original point, you know, you're going to find your true purpose and passion 
to bring impact to others. So uh, Lamar, any closing thoughts? We're going to let the people go. No, nah, man, this is good. Um, nice little tidbit in there. Um, remember, keep others in your mind at all times. Like when you get nervous, when you get anxious, uh, when you feel not confident, I bet you're thinking a lot more about yourself than you are about others. So yeah. please, please, please don't forget that as you're going into these, stri- so like the world is stressful out there. It's not easy. Uh, it's very hard. Um, but I promise you a lot of the things that, that stress us and overwhelm us is because we're thinking too much about how are we affected rather than who wins if we win. Right. No, that's really good. One, one closing point when we, when I was in a, you know, working for Elevation Church, we do a lot of uh, events to, to bring people that are, you know, far from God to Christ. And uh, we would always think and keep in mind who exactly is this event serving? Who exactly is this yeah. doing serving? So if wow. we couldn't think of somebody specifically, then, okay, maybe we shouldn't be doing it. For example, we did a, a marriage and parenting conference and mm-hmm. we had people in mind uh, specifically that we wanted to serve. And so when you're doing yeah. that, it doesn't have to just be with churches or nonprofits in your corporate business. Who is the client? that you're thinking about that you know specifically that will benefit and their life will be changed from interacting with you. So yeah. when you start with that in mind, it one brings more conviction to the plan to keep that in mind. I mean, get a picture of them, write their name on the board, put it in front of the team. Hey, this is the person that whose lives will be changed through my financial planning, right? Through yeah. uh, selling this home uh, to whatever it may be for you. And keep that in mind and you will always have the energy that you need to continue to push forward, bringing impact into the world. Boom. So Keanu, how do we get more content from you? What What are your, I'm not on social media, so shout out all your social medias. How do we get connected? How do we, how do we get more from you? You can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, we can connect on LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all of them, Keanu Trujillo, Keanu underscore Trujillo. And uh, you can continue to engage with us outside of the podcast with some coaching content there. And then if this was helpful, uh, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a rating and share with somebody that you know and that you care for. Cool. Perfect. All right, guys, this has been another episode of More Than Numbers by True Strategy. I'm Lamar Bratton and Trujillo. We'll see you guys next time.